Hello and welcome to Zach's Corner, that other show from the pod people, with your third favorite host, Zach. How's it going, guys? Um, this is the other film from this week. <laughs> I said I'd get two in there. I might not have gotten it yesterday, but I got it in today. All right. So, this week on Zach's Corner, we did The Ring, which is a movie I really love. And, uh, you know, I watched this when I was a kid. You know, this came out in 02, so, you know, that's long time ago you know what is that 18 years now you know <laughs> jesus that's a long time ago <laughs> anyway so this is young kid zach and i vividly remember watching this with my grandfather who uh <laughs> you know you know he's been to he's been to war so he just laughed the entire time i'm watching this movie as i jumped around on the living room floor scared out of my fucking mind so, it, you know, so it has a it has a great memory associated with it for me, and uh, you know I always liked it because of that. You know, I just remember him just laughing every time I jumped, and it was so funny, <laughs> and it makes me so happy. Uh, but then you know when I got older, I was like, you know, I got to rewatch this movie. You know, does it hold up, or is it you know just basically off of nostalgia? Do I enjoy this movie? And so I rewatched it a couple years ago. And uh, I still really like it. I like it more now because, you know, as a horror movie fan, I guess now, you know, 20-whatever Zach versus, uh, you know, you know, 2002 Zach, you know, I get movies, I think, a little bit more, right? I understand things better, and I just uh, think I enjoy and process movies a whole lot differently from back then. But uh, still, I always, anytime I watch this movie, I think about my grandpa. Which is a weird one, because just a random horror movie would make me think of my grandpa. But it does. Those are just the way it works out in my head. You know, I associate certain people with different things. You know, it's, it could be something very random. I think it's cool, uh, you know, to have things that you can look at and it will automatically teleport you to memories of someone. Uh, it's pretty awesome. So I hope you have things like that for you, too. You know, where you can just watch something and all think about a certain person, you know? Cause that's what it's about, right? Movies are a shared experience, right? And that's when they're best, you know, is when you get to, you know, watch them with someone else, interact, you know, and uh, really feel it together, you know? Movies bring people together. It's good stuff. <laughs> anyway, enough of the sappy shit. Let's move on to our fun facts, shall we? Um, well, I guess before we get into the fun facts about The Ring, you should know that The Ring is a remake of a Japanese movie called The Ring. Go fucking figure. Uh, that was released in 1998, and that uh, the Japanese one, and I guess to a lesser extent this version also, is based on a novel by Koji Suzuki of the same name, The Ring. And uh, I've never read the book, and I haven't seen the Japanese version. But uh, this movie, the remake here, opened the door for uh, you know a whole bunch of uh, Japanese remakes, or American remakes of Japanese movies, like The Grudge, you know. And, uh, you know, stuff like that. So, I guess <laughs> if you hated The Ring, then you can blame it for making all those remakes. But if you like The Ring, I guess you can say you're happy that it got all those remakes. Um, funny enough, the only one... I Like, I've seen The Grudge. Like, I've seen The Japanese Grudge. Like, I've seen that, but I haven't seen The Japanese Ring. Maybe I need to work on my game here a little bit. <laughs> anyway, so our fun facts for The Ring from 2002, the American version... Uh, October, it was released October 18th, 2002. Uh, it had a budget of $48 million 
and the gross in the U.S. was 129 million, which is why you do horror. I know I've said it a million times, right? You know, oh, you can make them cheap and then you make a lot of money, but it's true. It's true. The proof's in the pudding, and the gross worldwide is 249 million. So this movie made fucking. 200 million dollars i'm telling you horror man if you have even like a inkling of an idea of a horror movie go ahead and try to make that shit man look at paranormal activity what did they make that for like a hundred grand and then they were able to make like you know a six film franchise swimming in money so any of you inspiring filmmakers out there make a horror movie man Get your money to make your real projects that you're passionate about. But just get that horror money, because it's out there. Um, our director for The Ring is uh, Gore Verbinski, who you guys should be familiar with. Um, he did the Pirates movies, at least the first three. You know, Curse of Black Pearl, Dead Man's Chest, and uh, At World's End. And uh, he also did The Lone Ranger, which feels weird to talk about an Army Hammer movie without Dutch here. But I'll do my best Dutch impersonation. Oh, Army Hammer, he's the most, man. I love Army Hammer. There you go. There's my Dutch impersonation. And since he doesn't listen to my show, he'll never know that that happened unless you guys bring it up to him. So that's our fun little secret. Now we have a secret. Isn't that great? <laughs> All right. Let's get into the ring. So we start our movie. Uh, we're at a house, and uh, there's two, these two young girls watching TV. They're like high school age. You know, we find out later one of the girls, uh, Katie, is actually 16. So uh, there's two friends watching TV, uh, Katie and uh, Becca. And, um, yeah, and so that's, uh, and they're, they're watching TV and they're talking. And then um, it gets brought up that there's this videotape. Right? And they're like, if you watch this videotape, you die. Right? You die seven years, seven days after watching the tape. Right? And, you know, uh, Becca's saying it kind of is like this urban legend thing. And uh, Katie's face very much tells a, you know, frightened, you know, she's like very scared by this. And she's like, dude, I watched that tape with my boyfriend, Josh. And then Becca's like, oh shit, this is like real? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, it was a week ago. Today. Right? <laughs> so, uh-oh. <laughs> And so then, you know, the mood shifts, and they're freaked out, and they're kind of looking around the house, and the phone rings. So they go downstairs to answer the phone, and Becca picks it up, and uh, it's just Katie's mom. It's like, <laughs> just Katie's mom saying hi, how's it going? <laughs> so they hang up, and then, uh, you know, uh, then Katie's downstairs, and we don't know where Becca went, but Katie's in the kitchen, and she hears the TV turn on, and it's just kind of the staticky you know, thing on the TV, and she goes and she looks at it, and she shuts it off, and she says, hey, Becca, you know, you gotta quit screwing around with me, and then the TV turns back on, and she's like, oh my god, and so she goes, and she unplugs the TV, and then when she does that, uh, she's looking at the TV screen that's off, and she sees something move in the background, she's like, what the fuck is that, so she's really scared, she's calling out for Becca, and then uh, she goes to the staircase, and she's calling out. She goes upstairs, and outside of her room, there's a puddle of water. She's like, what the fuck is this? And then she opens the door, and then we get a lot of creepy imagery flash, and then we're on to a little boy who's drawing pictures. And uh, we learn that his name is Aiden, 
And uh, yeah, he's in school and his mom, Rachel, is picking him up from school. And it's really weird because uh, Aiden, this kid, always calls his mom Rachel. He never calls her mom the entire movie. So it's very, very strange, right? We're like, all right. <laughs> Man, I got so far ahead of my notes. I'm doing real good. And then I, of course, get wrong with my notes here. <laughs> and then... Uh, so Rachel's there to pick up Aiden from school, and the teacher um, asks to speak to Rachel. She's like, uh, so this kid, you know, he's been drawing really creepy things. And uh, Rachel explains that Aiden's cousin Katie died three days ago, and so he's just, you know, not okay. He's a little messed up. He's a little sad because his cousin just died, and they were very close. And the teacher explains, no, he's been drawing these for a week. And so she's like, um... <laughs> and then... Uh, He's just like, have you talked to him about it? And then uh, Rachel's like, yeah, he doesn't really talk to me about it. And so, you know, he's, I guess, you know, just a weird kid or whatever. Um, and then, so then we're later at home and uh, Rachel, you know, she laments that she's been working a lot. Uh, we find out later in the film, she's like a reporter for a newspaper and they're in Seattle. So we're getting all this kind of background information. Um, then Aiden's talking about death to Rachel and, uh, you know, how there's just not enough time. And Rachel says, you're not going to die for a long time. You know, you, nobody knows. And then uh, Aiden says, Katie knew. Katie knew she was going to die. And, uh, you know, she didn't have enough time. And Rachel's, like, really wigged out by this. And uh, the next day, uh, Rachel's getting ready. You know, they're getting ready for Katie's funeral. And, you know, Aiden's getting ready, too. And. And we're kind of like at the at the funeral, and Rachel's talking to Katie's mom, and you know everybody you know is taking it really bad. You know Katie's dad's taking it really bad, and uh, the mom doesn't you know she doesn't really understand how she died. She's like, how can a sixteen year old's heart just stop? You know, and they're saying the doctors don't even understand what happens. And she asks Rachel to look into it. She's like, this is what you do, right? You you follow stories, you look into things, and so you know, can you look into this for me? Right? And so Rachel says, sure, I'll do it. And Rachel, she goes outside, and uh, there's a couple of girls, and they're talking about Katie and her friend Becca. And she finds out that Becca is in a mental hospital after this. And there's this, like, weird dude who says, uh, uh, you know, right, he tells Rachel the reason it all happened. It's because they watched this tape. You know, you watch the tape, you die in seven days, right? And uh, Rachel's like, yeah, oh, okay. And then uh, she finds out that Rachel, or, God damn it, Rachel finds out that uh, Katie had a boyfriend, Josh. And uh, she's like, well, where can I find Josh? And then uh, the guy says, oh, Josh is dead too. And so Rachel's like really wigged out about this. And then we get, uh, we go back in the house and we see Aiden. He goes upstairs and uh, he goes into Katie's room. And uh, Rachel finds him. And he's like, you shouldn't be in here. Like, you shouldn't be in her room. And then uh, Rachel, she's kind of snooping around Katie's room, and she finds like a like a receipt for a photo lab, and uh, so she's like, "Oh, good! Like it's a lead, right?" And so she goes and she gets the pictures developed, and it turns out the pictures are from the trip where uh, Katie was with her boyfriend, and this is when they watched the tape, right? And so it's from that trip, that little secret trip they took, and uh, she's slipping through the pictures. And she gets to one of the photos, and everybody in the picture, like there's four of them, their faces are all marooned. They're like, uh, they're unclear, they look a little wonky. 
And she's like, well, this is super weird, right? And uh, then she starts looking in the newspaper. And she sees that, uh, you know, all four of the kids died at 10 p.m. They died all at the same time. And it's really weird. And uh, then she also sees in a picture where the cabin was. She sees that it's at Shelter Mountain Inn. And uh, she drives up there. And there's a guy at the desk, at the front desk of the Shelter Manor, Shelter Mountain Inn. And uh, he does really poor magic. And it's really, it's just like one of those funny things that has nothing to do with anything. But it's just like a little fun extra thing. And uh, Rachel asks the guy if he's seen them. Like, seen the kids? And he's like, yeah, they were in cabin 12 and they didn't pay. And uh, he's also talking about how they made a lot of noises and there was a lot of complaints. And then we also find out that the uh, Shelter Mountain Inn has no cable. But they have all these videotapes that you can take from the office to go watch in your room. And, uh, you know, he says they're mostly left by guests. You know, he doesn't really know where they all come from. Well, on this, like, stack, not really, but like a wall, you know, like shelving unit, um, there's all these tapes, and there's one without a jacket, and it catches Rachel's eye. And she decides that, you know, I'm going to take a map before I drive back. And she wants to stay in cabin 12, you know, where Katie stayed. And she takes the tape, you know, the black tape with no jacket, and uh, she gets in cabin 12, and when you know it, Rachel decides to watch the tape. <laughs> And it's a whole bunch of really fucking weird imagery that we see, right? There's a woman combing her hair. There's a spinning chair. There's a ladder that's against a wall, and later it falls. Uh, we see images of a house. There's some bugs. There seems to be some blood. There's a couple animals. And uh, we see a woman jumping off of a cliff. And then uh, we, see, we see what appears to be like a well, which is like in the woods. And it looks super creepy. And as soon as the tape is finished, there's a call on the phone. And Rachel answers it, and the voice literally just says, Seven days. That's it. That's all it says. And uh, Rachel freaks. She wigs out, and she's like, this is so fucking weird. And we get uh, the next day, and we get Thursday. It's day one, and uh, Aiden's going to school. And, uh, you know, Rachel's in her room staring at the tape, and she's like, what the fuck? And so we see Aiden, he's walking to school, and he bumps into a guy while walking. And this same guy ends up inside of Rachel's apartment. And we find out that his name is Noah, and he's Rachel's friend. And uh, he, she's showing Noah pictures of herself. She's like, see, my face is all blurry, you know, because she's like, because I watched the tape, right? And so uh, she shows Noah the tape. She's like, yeah, watch this. And, uh, you know, he doesn't react to it at all. And then the phone rings. And then <laughs> Rachel refuses to pick up the phone. She's just like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. And then, uh, you know, Rachel tells Noah they're going to be dead in a week. And, you know, he doesn't really believe her. And, uh, you know, she's telling him about the college students, you know, that died, like all this to happen. And then, uh, you know, Rachel's asking Noah. She's like, can you find out, like, who made this and where it came from? He's like, Noah's like good with, uh, looks like video recording stuff or pictures and stuff. Like, that's his thing, right? He's that guy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when Noah leaves, Rachel sees there's a message on the machine and she just deletes it. <laughs> and then later we see Rachel at work and, uh, she's recording the tape. Like, she's making a copy so that way she can give it to Noah. 
and then we get Friday, which is day two. And, uh, you know, Rachel gives the copy to Noah. And then we see that the numbers are all messed up, like, on the tape. Like, on the original and the copy, right? And what I mean is, like, you know, where when you... Okay, you young kids aren't going to know what a VHS tape is. And you won't know what a VCR is. But all of us that grew up with VCRs and VHS tapes know that, uh, you know, they have the numbers, right? Like, you know, hours, minutes, seconds into the movie, like how far you are, right? I think they show that on DVDs, too. So maybe I'm just being an old dick. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Noah says that there's all kinds of, like, numbers and stuff. And he says that, uh, uh, you know, the numbers are the same on the copy and the original. And that that shouldn't be because if the numbers are messed up on the original... Uh, the copy should be blank. There shouldn't be any images on the tape, but there is. And so then uh, he says, like, the tracks on there, right? He's like, the makeup of the tracks, you know, where the tape comes from, um, you know, he doesn't understand how it would be recorded if everything's messed up, right? And uh, Noah, they're, they're looking at the tape, and he's kind of breaking it down, and he's looking for stuff, and he's pausing, like, frames, and he's trying to track them, trying to spread them out, you know, uh, extend the, the frame and uh, they're able to see that one of the thing one of the stills they pause on they can extend out the picture further and there's more to the image than just what is on the thing and they stretch it out stretch it out and then the tape messes up and so they can't see it and uh, then uh, we're bro this is broken up by Noah's assistant Bev shows up and it's just uh, it's like a little brief cameo but it's uh, Abby from NCIS. In true old man fashion, yes, I watch NCIS, or I used to all the time, <laughs> with my other grandfather. So I get to talk about both my grandfathers in this episode, so that's kind of fun. <laughs> and then, you know, Rachel and Noah, they, they kind of argue a little bit, so there's a little bit of tension between them. You know, we'll find out more why later. <laughs> and uh, when Rachel's leaving the apartment, you know, she walks under a ladder. You know, and it's very reminiscent of the ladder from the tape, right? So it's just a little bit of a ah, ah. And then we get day three, which is Saturday. And uh, Rachel goes to see Becca at the mental hospital. And she's asking her about the night Katie died, right? And uh, Becca doesn't really answer at first. And then she tells Rachel that she'll find out in four days what happened to Katie, <laughs> which is real ominous and kind of dickish, right? <laughs> and, uh... Rachel, she's somewhere. I'm not really sure. I didn't really catch it. I kind of missed it. But uh, she's at uh, like a place where she's able to take uh, the film and she's able to print images from it. And so uh, what she what she does is she takes the where her and Noah were working on the tape and she's able to extend it further and she extends the frame enough to where she sees the lighthouse and she prints that off, right? And, uh, you know, this is also weird because she's able to pull the fly off of the screen. And, uh, like, there's a screw, there's a fly on the videotape. And when she stops it, she sees it moving. And she's like, that's really weird. And she's able to pull it, like, out of the screen. And then she also gets a bloody nose while watching the tape, which is interesting. Then we get Sunday, which is day four. And uh, Rachel is at the library. You know, she's doing research like we used to have to do before the Google machine. And uh, <laughs> she's looking up lighthouses, and uh, she thinks she found the one from the tape. And she finds out it is on Moesco Island, all right? And uh, she finds a picture of a group of people 
that are standing in front of the lighthouse. And uh, she sees the hairbrush lady. And she finds out that her name is Anna Morgan. And uh, she was big into horses. She had a ranch. She had lots of horses that just died mysteriously. They were... Uh, they went crazy, and the way her husband describes it later in the film is he, they went strange, and they'd break out of their pen, and they would go drown themselves, like, off the shore, which is very strange. And then we find out that Anna killed herself by jumping off of a cliff, which we see in the tape, so we know that, you know, okay, that's Anna. And uh, that she was suffering from hallucinations. Wow, if I could say hallucinations, wouldn't that be great? And uh, she, for a time, was at a psychiatric hospital. And then we get Monday, day five. Uh, we see Noah. He's buying some groceries. And uh, he looks at his face in the uh, in the surveillance video, right? Because you know how they kind of show it. Some t they sometimes show it to you, you know? They're like, you're being recorded. Smile. And he's looking at it, and his face is all fucked up. And uh, he's like, oh, that's not good. And uh, Rachel, she goes home. And she finds the sitter asleep, and Aiden's asleep in bed. And, you know, uh, Rachel, she calls Katie's mom, and she's uh, she's like, I'm leaving for a couple of days. I need you to watch Aiden, you know, because she's going to go up to Moesco Island. She's going to find out more information. And uh, while on the phone, she starts to cough, and she pulls a really long black hair out of her throat, and it's, like, disgusting as fuck. And then the phone begins to leak water, which is super strange. And then Rachel, she goes into the room. And she sees a little girl sitting in a chair. Like in a puddle of water. And the little girl grabs Rachel and Rachel wakes up. And it was just a dream. But Rachel has a mark on her arm. It's like the imprint of the girl's hand. And then this strike really freaks her out. And then Rachel, she goes to go check on Aiden. And she finds him watching the tape. And she turns off the TV, but the phone rings. And it rings again. Uh, like, it rings and rings and rings. And then she picks it up. Or she, she, you know, I think she picks it up and hangs it up. You know what I mean? Like, one of those. Like, ah, get the fuck out of here thing, right? And then after a beat, the phone rings again. And so she picks it up. And it turns out it's Noah. And then Noah's like, I believe you about the tape. I saw my face, and it's all fucked up. And then, uh... Rachel tells Noah, you know, that, that Aiden watched the tape. It's like, your son watched the tape. So we find out that Noah is actually Aiden's dad. And so that means that Noah and Rachel have a kid together. And that's why their relationship's so strained. And then we get Tuesday, which is day six. And we have this really funny moment where Aiden and Noah are chilling in the car while Rachel is inside uh, Katie's mom's house, right? And they're talking, and Aiden knows that Noah's his dad. And Noah's telling, you know, Aiden, well, do you really want me around more? He's like, I wouldn't be a good dad anyway. So that's kind of interesting, right? He won't, he doesn't call his mom, mom. And he knows his dad is his dad. And he doesn't seem to care that he's not in his life. I don't know, it's kind of strange, man. This kid's weird. <laughs> he's kind of grounded for, you know, how young he is, right? Like, you know, most people would be like, this wouldn't be, you know, how they would act, but Aiden doesn't give a shit. <laughs> and uh, we got Rachel up in Katie's room, and she's looking around in the notebooks, and uh, they're, they're, they're leaving Aiden with uh, Katie's mom, with his aunt, right? And then Rachel and Noah, they're looking into Anna Morgan. 
And uh, Rachel's going to go to the island while Noah is supposed to go to the mental hospital to go check into that. And Not check in, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Look into Anna Morgan's time at the mental hospital. And uh, we find out that Richard Morgan, Anna's husband, is still on the island. And they had a daughter. This is where the things we find out. And uh, on the ferry, we have uh, Rachel's on the ferry. And because uh, they, they, they split up, right? And there's this horse and this horse freaks out and uh, it breaks out of its uh, goddamn horse transporter. What do they call that thing? Now I don't know. I would have never needed that in my entire life to know what that thing's called. Trailer. It's the horse's trailer. That's what it's got to be. And it breaks out of that and uh, it starts running around the ferry and then it charges at uh, Rachel and Rachel ducks as the horse jumps off of the boat and is pulled under and the horse is dead. So that's really, really concerning, right? And then uh, we're going to jump back and forth between Rachel and Noah a couple times, right? And so I'm going to go to Noah and then I'll jump back to Rachel, all right? So we're going to do the Noah beats and then we'll go back to the Rachel beats, all right? So pretty much uh, Noah, he goes to the hospital for Anna Morgan's records and uh, they don't want to give it to him. And so he's like, oh, come on, I've been upstairs before. And they're like, uh, the records are downstairs. And so he goes downstairs and he breaks in. And that's how he finds out about the kid. Uh, you know, he finds out Anna Morgan had the kid. And then um, later, Noah, he goes to another place uh, where Samara, that's the daughter's name is Samara. Samara's dad, uh, he impersonates Samara's dad, Richard, uh, to get a tape of her time at the psychiatric hospital. And uh, so then he goes to check out a tape, but the tape's already been checked out by the real Richard Morgan. And that's whole Noah's adventure. And Noah tries to call Rachel, but she won't pick up the phone. All right. Now, as far as Rachel, uh, she goes to the Morgan Ranch, and uh, she goes to the house, and she's looking for Richard. And she does meet Richard. And this is where we get Brian Cox, who's awesome. You guys got to love Brian Cox. Um, dude, he's in so much stuff. And it's just like, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a, a really random one. In Manhunter, he plays Hannibal Lecter. Why not give you a really obscure one? Uh, he's Striker in X-Men 2. Um, God, he's in so much stuff. And it's always like finding stuff that you guys will have seen him in. I don't know. But you, you guys know Brian Cox. Like, you'll see him and be like, oh, that guy. And <laughs> he doesn't want to talk to her. And he's been annoyed by reporters because they always want to know what happened to the damn horses. Right. And uh, he says he doesn't breed horses anymore because they're just not worth the trouble. And uh, Rachel shows Richard the tape, like the physical tape, not what's on the tape. And he tells him what's on it. And Richard, he knows about the tape and he seems real distraught about it. And uh, Rachel asks about the daughter. And uh, Richard, he doesn't have a daughter. That's what he says. I don't have a daughter. And, uh, yeah. Oh, and then we got uh, one moment where Aiden is drawing pictures. And then Rachel calls him. And, uh, you know, to find out about the house that he drew. Like, why did you draw a picture of this house? Because there's this picture Aiden drew, and it's of the house. And he's like, oh, the little girl told him, you know, about the house. And. She says, uh, and he says that she shows him things. And, you know, he gives him, you know, all the stuff. And he says that uh, she didn't like 
the horses because they would keep her awake at night, right? And he, they're like, what the fuck? And that uh, she's in a dark place now. This is what he's hearing from the girl. And Rachel's like, okay. And uh, Rachel goes to the town doctor and trying to get more information. She asks questions about the Morgan's daughter. And the doctor gives us our exposition. Uh, talks about Samara. We find out her name's Samara. And, uh, you know, they were ado she's adopted from somewhere. And that Anna started seeing horrible things, uh, you know, once Samara started showing around, right? Like, they get the little girl, and uh, Anna started to go crazy. And the doctor recommended uh, that they send Samara to a psychiatric hospital. Because really weird shit was happening everywhere, and everyone's like, we don't know what's happening. And uh, the doctor says she doesn't know where Samara ended up, right? But she says once Samara was gone, everything around the island calmed down. Like, none of the bad stuff was happening. Everything seemed to be better. And, uh, yeah. And then we, at night, Rachel, she goes back to see Richard Morgan. And she doesn't see him initially. And she goes into his house. And she's going through a box. And she sees Samara's birth certificate. And she finds a tape, the tape that Noah was looking for. And she puts it on. And it's Samara at the hospital. And Samara's super strange. Like, they have video of her, like, standing in her room next to her bed with the clock just ticking away, right? Because... This is something also that Aiden says is that Samara never sleeps, right? And this is something that's brought up, like, constantly, Samara never sleeps, right? She doesn't stop. She won't stop. And uh, then, you know, we have the doctor questioning Samara about if she wants to hurt people. And she says she does. And, uh, you know, she's saying she doesn't know how to make it stop. And she says, Daddy doesn't love her, only the horses. Samara says, Daddy doesn't know. And then we don't know because Richard shows up. And he attacks Rachel. And then Richard just goes upstairs and Rachel follows. And we see all these cords and everything leading into a bathroom that is being flooded by Richard because he's filled up a bathtub full of water. And he's got uh, power cords all over him. like, And he's like about to electrocute himself. Like that's what he's going to do. And Richard says Samara will never stop, right? And Richard talks about the horrible things that Samara would show him. And so he's just like, she's never going to stop. You can't stop her, you know. You being here is evidence that you'll never be able to stop her. She's going to keep coming. She's going to keep going. And uh, then Richard kills himself. And because uh, he, like, electrocutes himself in the bathtub. And Noah shows up. And then, so Noah's there to comfort Rachel. And uh, Rachel, she's starting to piece things together from everything she's heard. And she pieces together that Samara must be in the barn because she doesn't like the horses and, you know, they kept her awake. So they go into the barn and they see, like, the on the loft, oh, there's, like, a room up here. And Rachel and Noah, they go into the barn and, you know, they go into her room. And uh, Richard blames Samara for Anna's death. And uh, so he locked her in the barn because he just didn't want to deal with her because she was, like, evil and, you know, she was bad. But there was a TV in Samara's room, so she wasn't completely isolated. And then uh, Noah notices a tear on the wallpaper, and they rip it off. And on the wall in the barn, they find like a painting of a tree. Or it's an image that's burned into the wall, is uh, what um, uh, Rachel says. And she notices the tree. She says, oh, that tree is at Shelter Mountain. And we get day seven, or Wednesday. 
and Noah and Rachel, they go to Shelter Mountain, and they go to Cabin 12. And they're talking, and uh, they see the tree, and, uh, you know, Rachel, she's scared. She's like, I'm going to die. And she tells Noah, you know, you have to figure it out. You have to help Aiden. You know, I'm not going to be there, so you got to get this done. And Noah's upset. He's like, you're not going to die. And so he starts throwing things across the room. And uh, he breaks, like, a jar of marbles or a jar of, like, rocks or something. It's like a decorative piece. But they all roll to, like, this one spot on the floor. Like, well, that's really weird. And so they rip up the carpet, and uh, Noah gets an axe, and he starts to destroy the floor. And uh, they discover that there's a well under the floor. And it looks like the well from the creepy tape. And uh, while they're in there, they, they uncover the well. They're looking down there, and uh, they drop a rock just to see how far it goes down. And while this is happening, unbeknownst to them, the TV's turning on, and there's leaking water. And uh, the nails are coming out of the floorboards. And they're kind of looking into the well. And they think Samara may be in the well. And, uh, like, there's flies or something that come out of the well. And they're like, oh, like, what the fuck? And then this is where the TV falls through one of the loosened floorboards. And <laughs> it hits Rachel in the face and she falls down the well. It's one of those things that's not supposed to be funny that I find really funny. You know, like unintentionally funny moments in movies. She just gets clobbered by this TV and falls in the well. Slapstick comedy, guys. It's 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 the true art. <laughs> and uh, she falls in the well. And there's water at the bottom of the well. And she's like, oh, what the fuck? And so she's in there. And she's like, you got to get me out of here. So Noah runs outside to try to find something. He finds like a fire hose. And he's running towards her. And he's trying to grab it. Well, while she's in the well and Noah's outside, the well decides it's going to start closing. And uh, she kind of has like the... She she reaches down, and there's like this black hair. And she looks, and there's Samara. And she grabs her. And then she starts to have this vision of, you know, what happened. And what happens is uh, Samara was looking in the well. And then Anna came up behind her. And she's like, I love you. You mean everything to me. And she put a plastic bag over Samara's head, and she suffocated her and threw the bitch in the well. Like, that's what happened. But it turns out that Samara wasn't dead when they close the well, right? And uh, one of the things that uh, Rachel finds is like a fingernail, like in the wall, you know, like Buffalo Bill style. And so she's like, what the fuck? And uh, when Rachel snaps out of this vision, she notices that the marks on her arm have disappeared. And uh, she's kind of looking around the water because she realizes, oh my God, Samara's in here. And she actually finds Samara's body and she lifts it up. And it's like really pristine and you know well kept right because i guess she's underwater so it's preserved but as soon as she pulls it out of the water uh the body disintegrates down to bones and it, it's like whoa that's really gross and uh so the well's open and nora calls down uh, noah calls down he's like hey it's past sunset and you're not dead right so for whatever it's worth they think the curse is broken because they freed samara from the well right we flash forward a little bit and the cops are at the end and we hear just kind of chatter and we hear they're going to have a funeral for Samara next week. And, uh, Noah says it's over. And, uh, you know, Rachel's like, I can't figure out why Anna killed Samara. 
you know, it's really bugging her. She can't figure it out. And then Noah and Rachel, they talk a little bit. Noah asks, how long do you think somebody could last in a well alive? And Rachel says, seven days, right? And so, you know, that ties into the phone call, right? And so then Rachel and Noah, they go and they pick up Aiden. And uh, Noah and Rachel, they can, they kind of seem to be okay. They're holding hands in the car. They have a moment. It's real sweet, right? Well, the next day, uh, Aiden and Rachel are talking about Samara. And Aiden says, uh, you know, you know, he's like, oh, you found her? And they're like, yeah, we got her out of the well. And Aiden says, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have helped Samara. She never stops. And she never sleeps. And then he shows her his arm. And it's like bruised up. It's got the marks on it. And, uh, you know, she freaks out. And then we flash over to Noah, who's drinking coffee, you know. And his TV turns on. And he's like, what the hell? And he goes and he turns it off. And it turns back on. Well, Rachel's trying to call over at Noah's house. But Noah doesn't pick up because he's watching the TV. And on the TV, he sees the well. And then he sees Samara crawling out of the well. And then we get a shot of Rachel driving over to Noah's house. And we flash back to Noah's house. And Samara is walking towards the screen. And he's like, what the fuck is happening? You know, he's like watching this intently because he's like, what's happening? And uh, Samara gets to the edge of the TV and she climbs out of the TV. And Noah freaks the fuck out. And then he falls over. And he's trying to get away from Samara, who's kind of like digitalizing. Like she's like uh, teleporting around the room. And then he falls backwards, like through a like bookcase full of CDs and stuff. And then um, they make eye contact. And then we get the flashing imagery like we did for Katie. And then, uh, you know, Rachel, she gets to Noah's apartment. And she goes in and she finds him dead. Uh, he's like in a chair. And she spins the chair around and his face is all fucked up. And like he's he's dead. And uh, Rachel, she goes home, and uh, she tells Aiden to go to his room. She's, like, real upset, real mad. And uh, she destroys the tape, and she's angry. And then she's trying to figure out why the hell Noah died, but she didn't. She's like, why is he dead, and why am I alive? And then she looks under the couch, and she sees the tape that Aiden was watching that she threw under the couch. And she's like, oh, my God, I made a copy. And she remembers something. That Samara just wanted to be heard. She wanted people to hear what, you know, right? Like, she wanted, you know, someone to pay attention to her. Because Daddy never paid attention to her. Nobody paid attention to her. And so, what does Rachel do? She takes Aiden down to make a copy of the tape. Because that's what the fuck you do, alright? You do not want that kid dying, right? And then Aiden, he says it, right? He says, we do this, it will never stop. And then he looks at her, and he's like... What happens to the person that watches this now? And then we get the credits. And that was The Ring. Which is a really awesome movie. And uh, I love the ending. That's such an honest ending, you know? It's like she does everything she can to try to break the curse. You know, she fucking finds the kid's body and everything. And then it turns out, oh, Samara's actually just evil. And uh, the only way to survive is to keep passing along her message. And, uh... You know, instead of letting Aiden die and the tape die, uh, she's like, fuck that, I'm saving my kid. And so they make another tape, which is great. I think that's an honest answer. You know what I mean? Because everyone would be like, oh, I, I wouldn't what? I wouldn't make a new tape. I would just die. But it's a different thing as a parent, man. You can't just let your little kid die. 
You know what I mean? And so I love the I love the honesty in that moment of well, fuck it, man. This is someone else's problem. I really like that and respect them for doing that. As you can tell, I love the movie. I would definitely recommend it. Um, you know, it shouldn't be that hard to find. It's an older movie now, right? We were talking about it's like 18 years old. You should be able to find it. I don't know if it's on Netflix or Hulu or Prime, but it should be on one of them. And if it's not, you know, I'm sure you can find it somewhere. Um, yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, yeah, that was The Ring, guys. <laughs> um, you know, this is our show, and I'm always looking for more recommendations. Um, I've got recommendations, but I have a really exciting movie I'm doing for next week. Uh, so I'll do the recommendations later. Uh, but yeah, I have something really cool I want to do for next week's show. It's a movie I cannot wait to watch, and I've been dying to watch. And I finally had the opportunity to watch it. So I'm going to watch it. I'm going to do that show for you. I mean, hopefully on next Wednesday it will be up. Like, hopefully, 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 hopefully. Um, but anyway, if you have suggestions, uh, the best way to get us those suggestions would be to find us on Facebook, right? You get on your Facebook and your little search bar, you put at DTZ, the pod people, and our page should pop up. From there, you can send us a message. Uh, you can send us an email. Or you can comment on one of our posts. And we'd love to hear from you. You know, just like the page, follow us, you know, because we always try to do fun things on there, right? We give you movie trailers so you know what's coming. Uh, you know, uh, it's where we upload the episodes. And you can connect our anchor page from there. And that's uh, also where you get our fun list for Funless Friday. So a lot of good reasons to check out um, check out the page. It's, it's good stuff, guys. <laughs> And I think I just remember, or I just realized right now, I don't think I did a fun list on Friday. I am slipping. <laughs> oh, well. Um, thanks for listening to me ramble, man. Uh, this was a fun one. I hope you like the movie. Um, as always, guys, I hope you take care of yourselves. And uh, I'll see you soon. All right? Bye.